Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are up. <laughs> now turn me up more. Turn you up more? They don't feel me out there. <laughs> Look. You know, this quarantine ain't stopping a damn thing. You understand me? <laughs> huh? Look. We got brands, you know? Got some other shit we can't talk about just yet. Right? We can't talk about it yet. Man, next week. Next week. Drop a bomb for me next week. Huh? I'm out here bringing the, the culture together, you know? Beat battles. Yeah. Huh? Also, you know, putting the producers with the artists out here, you know? I'm doing my <laughs> job. Think we over 30 seconds. I want to get a fair, I don't want to get an unfair use claim or nothing. So I'm gonna turn the beat off. Huh? Unfair use. <laughs> As we slide out, I'd like to welcome everybody back to the Step Brothers Podcast, episode 94. Two. Two. Now, I'm ahead of the game, baby. I'm in the future already. Yeah. I'm that's so raving with it. Huh? <laughs> it's your host with the most Chris Minor, you know what I'm saying? AKA the glue. A.K.A. Dino Spumoni, I'm bringing that back. You know, ever since that that, uh, that uh, Pray for Paris drop, I'm in a whole nother vibe. So Dino Spumoni is back. I'm just cruising. You know what I'm saying? Pinky ring. Told John yesterday we went to go get some cigarettes. I said, John, just creep, man. Just creep while this uh, 500 ounces is on. You know what I'm saying? We ain't in no rush. If we see an op, we, we shoot an op. You understand me? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's good, Dalton? What's good? Uh, it's quarantine daddy You yes, know sir. what I'm saying uh, Behind that behind mm-hmm. um, You know uh, 
Almost married. Almost married. Drop a bomb for yourself, my guy. Hopefully, my wedding is canceled. Hopefully, not yet. Not yet. It ain't. It, uh, it ain't. Which yet. is, but we haven't sent the invitations out for this exact reason. We right. don't want to. You have know, it twice. That's so, a fact. Um, yeah, we here. We still here. We still here. Uh, every week. Every you know, week. We ain't going nowhere. Um, uh huh. Yeah, like, but like I said earlier, we. Next week we'll actually have a sponsor for the show. That's what he's talking about. Oh, I didn't know if he was ready. Yeah, for you that. can you can oh. say yeah you can say it. It's like I won't tell you. You'll know when we do the episode next week. Well, we'll, let me bring this let me bring this business back. I didn't know we could talk about it. I didn't. I thought we was uh, no. We just sh- can't. We just can't do the full ad because right. we don't have the product yet. But I feel it. We'll I be it. we'll be in there next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is big. Hey, drop a bomb for us, Mike. We only 90, 92 episodes in. Sponsors reaching out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if everything goes according to God's plan, you know, we'll be out here. Turn this shit up! Turn it up! You're putting it back on. Okay. Real sponsors, huh? Gifts. Yeah, gifts. Donations. Donations, <laughs> huh? I know you only gave 20 this time, but you next time you give more, you know? Yeah. We, uh, just celebrating life, man. We, we, we blessed to be here. That means God's not done with us yet. You know what I'm saying? For all the fallen soldiers, you know what I'm saying? Prayers go out to them and their families, you know? Um, but uh, like like I said at the top of the podcast, you know, we, uh, as y'all know, we've been doing these beat battles. We did four in a week. Uh, I believe that's unheard of. Uh, but we pulled it off. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was definitely a lot. I'm definitely... We're, we're in the process of getting this week's battles ready. Our first, our first battle back will be on Friday. Let me check my calendar. I started using my reminders and notes now because I'm like I'm a businessman now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, really? Okay. I have to stay on top of my shit. Our first battle will be on the 24th, Friday, mm-hmm. and then the second one will be that Sunday, which is the 26th. We're gonna only do two this week, just because. Getting those first four battles going. First, it was excessive. For me, I was like, man, after it, I realized how exhausted I was, and I couldn't figure out why. I was like, damn, uh, did four battles in a week, guy. Yep. So we're going to do like, we're going we gonna to play with it, but we're not going anywhere. That's that's for sure. Um, got some more dope producers. Reached out to some producers out of state this time. Um, just one, really. Uh, but uh, he's very dope. Very, very dope guy. And he looks like Kobe Bryant to me. So that attracted <laughs> me to him off the rails. Oh like that. I almost wanted to ask him, like, yo, has anybody, has anybody ever told you like Kobe? But I didn't want to like I was surprised you didn't ask him that. Scare him. I was about to, but I was on the phone with uh Corin and she was like, Don't, 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 don't ask, ask him that. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, all right. But um, yeah, so we did the podcast last week, Saturday, right? Yeah, same day. All right. No, so, no, Friday. Because I was off Good Friday. Yes, yep. he was off Good Friday. So we had a battle Friday, which was um Devontrius and Julian. If I'm, yes, Devontrius and Julian. Man, I've been knowing Devontrius since elementary school. Um, uh, he grew up in my neighborhood. Like, we, we, you know, we grew up together. So when he went off to college, I guess he started, you know, tinkering with the beats and whatnot. And uh, we worked together once when I was getting ready to do that, like, uh, collab mixtape with all the artists. He came over and we started working on some shit for that. Um, obviously, we stayed in touch via Twitter and whatnot. But anyways, I asked him if he wanted to do the battle. He was like, hell yeah, bro, that should be fun. 
which is the response I'm getting. Only one artist or producer so far was like, I much rather watch. I enjoy watching them. And I was like, that's fair. You know what fair I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Like, you know, he, he don't want to participate, but he'll watch. So that was, that's dope. Um, but that guy, Julian, man, 22. Scary. He's scary. He's like, I'm sure he's what, like, when people saw, like, I don't know, who was a young guy that came in the league and was just balling. Kobe Bryant. L- Kobe, yeah, but I was trying to think of something like, like now, like, you know what I'm saying? Luca, maybe? Well, he was in the uh, Euro League, so I don't know if that really counts. Let's go with Kobe. Fuck it. He's the greatest. So, like, I'm sure for, for me, it was like me looking at Kobe coming to the league and doing what he's doing. I was, like, scared Whoa. of him. I, I listened to his beat tape the day I asked him, and I was like, bro, uh, you want to do this beat battle? He was like, hell yeah. I was like, bet. And then we linked. I think that was like, uh, I, I forgot what day I asked him, but I ended up. Well, I guess it was Friday because I called him after the podcast. Okay. And we got on uh, live and we was just, you know, playing shit back to back. And I was like, man, like he got this muddiness to his beats, but they still sound like today's shit. Mm-hmm. And um, talented dude, talented, talented guy. Um, so they went heads up on Friday. Yeah. Saturday we had like, I would, I consider this Saturday's battle to be like the newcomers battle because uh, Danny which is another childhood friend of mine. We grew up together at elementary school. He was a photographer at first. And a very well-known photographer in our in our area. Like every like even Ryan was like, bro, like he's part of the reason why I started taking pictures, because this shit was so cold. And Danny used to take all my pictures, you know what I'm saying, free of charge. Like if I needed something for like an article or something, he he'd come to the house, shoot it up. And um he posted his first beat on Twitter and he was like, what y'all think? And I, I listened to it. I was like, damn, okay, I see where he's going. He has this kind of like, uh, I, don't, I don't really know, like chill trap vibe type thing. And uh, I liked it, you know, I'm, I'm a fan. And uh, he sent me a beat, which I previewed last or two weeks ago that we uh, worked on. To, well, he, he sent me the beat and I ended up like touching it up, try, throwing some stuff around or whatever. But um I would like to consider Saturday's battle the uh, like the newcomer battle. Uh, da Vinci, I met him, uh, Jonathan Joseph, which is a friend of the show. You know, said actually like a like a like a guest host. You know, saying I think he's been on more than anybody yep. outside of our like core group of friends. And uh, he, he was like, "Bro, we having these flashy boy sessions." And I was like, "Okay." I mean, I usually don't do anything like this because I like to work with the artists. You know, in some capacity, I didn't know the other gentlemen that were going to be there. So I get there and I tell the story often. Like, I got there, they hit me with the Palo Santo and I sat on the couch for an hour, didn't talk. But the guy, Seven, bro, scary rap. He's a scary rapper. Like, he, he was just sitting there, like, going crazy on the mic, but it sounds so controlled. But his movements and, like, his pitch and all this yep. stuff, like he yep. was, that was crazy to me to watch it in person because uh, I usually don't watch people record. I usually am doing the recording. So, um, and I mean, and the few people that I have seen record, like they're, you know, like Vic, for instance, very chill. Like he don't do a lot of moving. He right there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, who else? Justin. He's more of Justin's. Uh, Justin more controlled guy too. He don't do a lot of movement around with the hands and all that. Uh, Chaz, 
I haven't seen Chad's recorded in a long time. It might have changed since he's well, he's animated. Though. Yeah, he's an animated guy. He'll hold his crotch. And yeah, like he he get into it. <laughs> yeah, like he yeah. get in his in his back. But um, yeah. So I met Da Vinci, and there was another producer. I keep forgetting his name, bro. But he he um he actually interned under Manny Fresh. Not not Da Vinci, but the other producer. Mm. I can't. And he, he and I think I told you about him. He's like miles to me. Like he don't name his beats. He just numbers them, and the numbers go from zero 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 to like three thousand or whatever. Right. So like he um he produced something for somebody. He played us, and I was just like, man, like that's crazy. His beats are cr- like crazy. He's good. He's crazy good. Mm-hmm. I, me myself, I like to think that I'm good. I, I am good, but those like these guys that I just named, like they all showed me something different that I don't have in my arsenal, my, my army Swiss knife. You know what I'm saying? But that's the point. We we that's why you need right. Everybody has different tastes. That's what's gonna. You can give me like I said. I think I said this before. You can give both of us the same loop packs, all the same. Pl- we have to use the same stuff. We will make a completely different beat. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Because everybody has a different. Oh, I want to take this there. Right. So that's the point. That's why you want multiple producers to give you different flavors of course that's a fact but there are i mean there's a lot of people that work with the same producer on the whole album because they want that specific sound right right and that's completely fine too but but uh you need those other pockets uh i still want to get alive and just play fucking music off each other like bounce like regular songs like okay i'm gonna play this song oh i remember that what about this one and we play like different random shit and then i want to freestyle like we do in Dallas. <laughs> but Sunday was when the Titans went up against each you other. You and these sound effects. You know what I'm saying? I uh, I approached my opponent knowing not to come in there playing. Huh? A thousand push-ups. A thousand sit-ups. Didn't do any of those. Five million chin-ups. Huh? They passed me some drink. I said, pass me some more. I need that. Give me in my bag. Waited for my opponent. He showed up. He did not disappoint. You know? There was a couple rounds where I thought that he might have got me. You know? But as a great Muhammad Ali, I flow like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I bobbed and weave. You know? My live count, my live, my live had cut out after an hour. You know, I had to, I had to, I had to run it back. Right when we started getting into our bags, I was like, man, this is, this is probably the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. You know what I'm saying? The, uh, the live cut out on me, brought it back, kept going. And he played me some records that were unreleased. Startled me a bit. Then he was like, you know, I got this, uh, Got this unreleased Chad's French record. I was like, oh, now he want to play. Because when it comes to Chad's French, there's only one name synonymous with that name. Huh? It's probably his kids' names. Yeah, or KK. Or KK, or <laughs> uh, his mother, father, grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> but then after all those people. Yeah, it's Chris. <laughs> it's Chris. <laughs> and Miles. <laughs> and Miles. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? The first record Chad's French has ever put out. Came down, produced by your boy. You know what I'm saying? I remember that day like it was yesterday. So I had to show him, like, don't pull out no Chaz French because I'm the guy. You know, Chaz French, I'm the guy. Uh, which I thought that I had a game plan going into it. I had my <laughs> set already, like, uh, made. 
Mm-hmm. All my beats were cut to like a minute 30, minute 35, 45, something in there. But he, the second beat, no. The one where he was like, hey, I got in my Jimmy, Jimmy uh, Hendrix bag, mm-hmm. that beat. I had to change the game plan up. <laughs> I was like, yo, let me, uh, let me, but, but see, this is why I felt like we were such a good match. Um, which we, we, uh, me and my counterparts decided that me and him had a tie. Um, just because of my behavior, I didn't want him to think like I didn't care. I wasn't listening cause I walked away and when he was talking, I wasn't, I wasn't hearing what he was saying and stuff. So, I definitely talked about it with a few people, and I was just like, "Man, I'm not finna just let y'all say that he won or that I won like like that." Because again, we got cut out. Then my phone died. I had to charge. Which I I put the rules together. How my fucking phone died? You know what I'm saying? But I definitely I I personally feel like we ended in a tie. So we're definitely going to go again. Not not anytime soon. Cause I gotta build my catalog up. Now I know what I'm dealing with. I gotta I gotta I gotta switch some things around. My God. But I feel like we're the best at what we do, like in the city. Like that, 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 that bag, that pocket that he's in. I don't think there's another producer that can do that that well. Cause you know, to me, those are like those Isaiah Rashad or Dreamville type beats that he makes. Like, um, what's that song they got on that Dreamville album where they talk about Robin Cole? Well, Lambo truck. Yeah, I feel like that's Patillo's lane of beats. Crazy beat. Our KB made that beat too, right? I think so. Yeah, so it makes sense. Denton got something in the water out there when it comes to their artists. But one must not ever forget the Arlington niggas started all this. All right? Outside of Dallas and what they were doing, Arlington niggas picked up the, the, the baton and ran with it. Young Nation, all that shit. Like, we, we ran with that shit. B. Anderson, myself, Jonathan Joseph, Willow, who we just had on the podcast a few weeks ago. Like, all of us are from this small little, not small, we're, we're the epic center of Texas, if you ask me. But that's just because you're the asking me. Epicenter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cowboy Stadium, the Rangers Stadium, you know what I'm saying? Six Flags, Hurricane Heart, all that shit right there, centralized. You got to come to us, baby. But um, yeah, I feel like we're the best at what we do. Like, I'm going to sample some crazy, I'm going to sample some shit and I'm going to put the hardest drums on there. And he's going to make like the chillest, most aggressive, chill. I'm finna rap rap on this and come up with melodies and shit. So, yeah, that was a clash of the Titans. We're definitely having a rematch, but all the battles were fun. It taught me about, it taught me a lot. And, and you know, at the age that I am already about being organized and, uh, and um, making sure everything is right, like double checking other people's shit. I'm not used to doing nothing like that. Um, also, it, uh, it, uh, just made me cater to people's needs. I was like listening to people like, oh, you don't like this? Okay, then maybe we should do it like that. You know what I'm saying? Just switch up the game plan. So uh, I would say personally, the uh, the first week, our ba- our, the, those the, it, was, it was a success. Yeah. Because it, 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 uh, we never done it before and we pulled it off. And I feel like the, you know, we, the, the producers didn't disappoint. The one thing I will say though, outside of these beats, another thing, you know, these producers need to have is a uh, personality like in e- but it could be you who you are but show it yeah because yeah. i feel like some of these guys were kind of like they haven't been on live before and 
you know. Sometimes you don't know what to say. Shit like you never that. met the other person if they shit like that. Yeah. And um, you don't also you don't want to like. I, but then on the flip side, I understand you don't want to be judged by people you don't know, especially with your art. Like right. even though that's what we're doing it for at the end of the day, like we're putting this out, hoping people like it, and if they don't, it doesn't necessarily matter because you impressed yourself. So just letting the personality <clears throat> show more will help to me. But yeah. other than that, flawless victory. No, it was good. Yeah, flawless. Uh, I can't wait till we get the promotions and stuff going Monday, and we're going to roll out these next two battles uh-huh. and keep it, keep it moving, you know? The only, the only way we know how, one foot in front of the other. But um, I feel like I just talked for like 15 minutes. Close. <laughs> I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. But anyways, how's, that, how's everything in your neck of the woods? See, this is also, I just want to put it, Dawn's working still. And I haven't worked since like May. So our lives are very different in that way. So how's your neck of the woods been? Yeah, we're, we're both still working. Uh, Him and his wife, he means. Yeah, we can call it that because we're... You're technically. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're both still working. Um, her schedule keeps kind of changing. I think they're about to move to... The new building. No, no, I think they're going to move. They're only open from going to be open from 9 to 5 now. Instead of twenty four hours, that's good. Um, but our, her building's not twenty four hours though. The company is just twenty four right, hours. Right. But uh, they have a till midnight shift. But I think they're getting rid of that for right now. They're already limiting the amount of people in the building. Right. Um, but we're good. We're just literally, we work, come home, we cook literally every day, mm-hmm. and then watch TV. We try to catch up on as much stuff as we can right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, the the animes we watch have stopped because of the. Oh thing. really? Yeah. Be- they, they gotta so, have a crew. To, yeah, well, they it reached to like where they they made it, and they're like, well, we can't make anymore right now because right. we don't have access to like the voice actors and all this other stuff because of all this shit. Right, voice actors are dying. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's like a whole bunch of stuff. So, but I mean, we're chilling. Uh, you know, uh, blessed to still be working. A lot of people can't say that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then blessed that. All I have to worry about is just what we're eating at night, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely a privilege because some people, our boredom is a privilege right now. <laughs> some people can't say that. That's a fact. Um, and I'd rather be stuck in the house with her than stuck by in myself. House yeah. yeah. Trust me, I know. All right. I know. <laughs> you don't have to, you didn't have to do that. Because I know some people are complaining about being stuck in the house with like people they're with, but like, I'm glad it was her because we love each other. Yeah. It's not. Not a big deal at all. Um, yeah, man. I was talking to um, Liz, um, and uh, she actually put it in my mind because I never, I never looked at it like that. But she basically was like, she's a poet of sorts. So, mm. Diamond is a poet as well. I don't want to like say one. Well, I was talking to Liz about it, but anyways, um, Liz was like, you know, we don't own people; we experience them, and like, I think people. Like for me, like too demanding or whatever the case may be, and just in, instead of just like experiencing the time that you have with that person, instead of like we're a boyfriend and girlfriend, this is how things are supposed to go because we're boyfriend and girlfriend, rather than just in, you know enjoying the time that you have with them, whatever comes with it, you know. So I definitely understand, especially in these times, you know, having somebody there. And if you do have somebody there with you, or at least that you're with and you can, you know, communicate with them those late night thoughts, like you are very blessed to not be alone. 
Cause some niggas out here alone. And I just bought this bottle Monday, and I'm the only one who drank from it. <laughs> and this is a uh, what is this? Uh, a this a gallon. That's a big motherfucker. Yeah. So, anyways, um, but yeah, on the subject of TV shows, I've seen a lot of people talking about like that show Black as Fuck on Netflix. I was telling you about on the way here, and um, for one, they didn't know Rashida Rashida Jones was uh, black. Uh, Her father is Quincy Jones. Now everybody knows that. Yeah, okay. And then, so, you know, Twitter go on Twitter. Well, she, she reprises roles as white characters and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, that's, I mean, even if she did, isn't that true to her still? Like, she's half. When did she play a white woman, though? I think they mentioned Parks and Rec, like, but they never said her race and, like, who, what. She was just her best friend. That. Literally had nothing to do with it. Uh, also, the office, they didn't say anything about her race, but they brought up the fact that she said Jesus was white on the office. And how I'm like, man, y'all niggas is sick. Cause just, I, look, <laughs> this, this last three years, everybody just likes to make a think piece about everything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. You, they have to find something to complain about. Yeah. To make fake deep shit. That's fake deep shit. That it means nothing. It means nothing. This this woman's been getting her acting bag for a long time. Right. She was in the office. Her character, black or white, it did, wasn't specified either way. All she was was in the office. She dated Jim, and then she left the show. She was like, she wasn't even on the show for that long. And then she was pregnant for one part. Yeah, <laughs> but that's all it was. Like her being black or white on the show meant nothing. Yeah, yeah. It didn't it didn't add or take away from how good the character was. The, the joke about black, the only black thing jokes in that that show are about Stanley and uh, Daryl. Right, but but that that was like Stanley's thing because yeah, he was the he always put black guy because Steve Steve Carell always put his a racial bias on uh, him. Like, oh, you must be good at basketball. He's like, what? And uh, yeah. Oscar being Hispanic mm-hmm. right. and gay. So that was the whole. But that then Park, Parks and Rec, her thing was just being the best friend. Right. Her, that would have it would have done nothing. Um. She uh, <clears throat> but nah. Um. So I saw people talking about that, the whether she's black or like whatever, Quincy Jones being her dad. Mm-hmm. And then they started talking about the show and how it wasn't good. So You watched it. Yeah, I didn't know it was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just scrolling through Netflix and I saw it. I was like, okay, let me check this shit out. So the first episode is kind of like, okay, the kids are running around. Everything's a mess. Dad don't give a fuck. Mom, uh, Rashida Jones plays... Uh, the guy's wife, I can't call his name right now. But um, Ken, Ken, Kenye or something like that. Forgive me if I mispronounced. I'm pretty sure I did. But anyways, so I think she's their oldest daughter or maybe the second oldest daughter. She wants to go to film school. She wants to be like her dad, obviously. And, oh, by the way, this dad is like the type of dad I would be because he calling these kids punk punks and bitches and what the fuck dude and that shit's look like he's just talking to them like their peers instead of like his kids which i can appreciate but anyways um in a, in a joking loving way but um the first episode was kind of hard to watch it was like a lot of shit going on but as i like but i think after every three episodes netflix asked are you still there i definitely click yes you know what i'm saying and i kept watching it and as i kept watching it the show started developing because you have to give shows time to develop. Like it's not going to start off with the, you know, the banger, but, um, I, I personally love it. I suggest it to everybody. There's something in there for everybody. Um, I think that they got just about everything right. 
I don't know how it feels to be like super rich and well known. So I don't know if they got that part right. But um, as far as the family dynamics and how slowly, like you think that the wife and husband hate each other at first. Like they're just in the marriage because they had got all these kids, six kids together. But as the show develops, you you see that he starts leaning on his wife more. He starts trying to be a, a better dad and in there for the kids. And then you see the the writer's room because this guy is a writer. The, the show uh, who the uh, I'm sorry, my words are getting fumbled. The show is about the guy who made Blackish and Mixedish, and um, uh, I think he did some other stuff. But those are like the two big ones and uh, Grownish. So, um, as you you start to see his uh, writing room journey and how they come up with ideas for stuff because they just have real talk. Like it don't matter that I'm black. It don't matter that you're white or a woman or a black woman. Like let's just talk about the quality of things being made. So they went to go see the, I'm sorry, I'm spoiling it. I'm really not, but I kind of am. But whatever, it's on Netflix. So, and this was so interesting to me. Um, they went to go see the movie. It was him, his daughter that wants to be a filmmaker, and his wife. The wife loved the movie. You know, the father and the daughter hated the movie. <laughs> so uh, the wife was like, yo, I don't watch movies to like tear them apart like that's y'all's job i watched them to be entertained right, right and i right. was entertained well a lot of people do that yep. yeah so his daughter went to rotten tomatoes and she was like they gave that movie a 97 on rotten tomatoes so he was like okay what they give um what did they give uh godfather one and it was like 95 94 he's like okay what about godfather two that was like 96 he was like, okay that makes sense and he was like what about heat and I think he got like a low at like 46 or yeah. some shit. And he was like, what? They had one of the most like best scenes in movie history, blah, blah, blah. You know, the gunfight in the street mm -hmm. or whatever. So then he did Space Jam. He <laughs> gave Space Jam 23%. Yeah, it's terrible rating. Yeah. And then he was like, all right, enough is enough. <laughs> so, he went to, so he went to the that, writer's room. That's the broken back yeah, Space Jam. So he went to the writer's room. And he was like, yo, like, why is it that these movies get these reviews, blah, blah, blah. And he had two white guys in there. And one of the white guys was like, hey, look, we can't do anything anymore. Like, we can't speak freely because we got the Me Too and the Time's Up. And we got, you know, uh, all these different hashtags. It makes people scared to say anything. So white guys who give the reviews for these movies give all these black movies a high review, a high regard because they're scared that they offend the black people that they're going to get attacked. Mm. So he was like, damn. So he went to Tyler Perry because Tyler Perry's Tyler Perry. He went to Tyler Perry's crib. And he was like, hey, bro, how do you make these movies knowing that so many people shit on them? He's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm talking to a specific audience. I don't give a fuck about no awards. I don't give a fuck about this. I don't give a fuck about that. Like, I'm talking to a certain person, uh, our people, rather. And he was like, do you understand that? He was like, I do understand that, Tyler Perry. Thank you. So then he had, like, the Legion of Doom meeting where he had, like, Ava DuVernay and all these other people. Mm -hmm. And everybody was like, no. We're not doing this shit like you do that. Basically, his point is, what I'm getting at is, just because it's black doesn't mean we have to rule for it if it's not good, which I fucking agree with. I, I, I said that before. I know I have because I believe it. Like, Yeah, I'm pretty positive you said on the show. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure because uh, I believe that wholeheartedly. Like, I get we want all black people to win and all black people are beautiful. All black people have a story. But... It still matters. The, the, the quality of this still matters. 
and it's not because we want to make our version of the Godfather is that we can make something just as good as Godfather. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if we can't do that, and if, and you know, it's not to say that, you know, that's what we should all strive to do because Ice Cube makes a certain type of movies, but his certain type of movies are good, you know? But if you get like a whoever from up the street that's a filmmaker and it's not good, tell that nigga the movie's not good. People shit it on Soul Plane. They shit it on it. That uh, little X needed to hear that so he could come back and make um, Superfly. That was before this time period, though. Yeah, it's yeah, before yeah. The, like the black yeah. renaissance of film and everything. Or just like the sensitivity of everything. Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> exactly, exactly. Because that movie's like, it's fun to make fun of. Everybody, to this day. It's fun to make fun of. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just a fun movie. That was the point, though. It wasn't, that movie was not serious in your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but, you know, I just feel like we need to hold each other accountable more in these creative spaces because if these, whoever, whatever opportunity these people get, like Ava DuVernay did the, the, uh, the Disney movie, that movie wasn't good. It, well, no, I don't think it was critically panned. It just didn't make any money. No one wanted to see it. What? The movie you're talking about. Once Upon, or. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't like it didn't get bad ratings, but no right. one wanted to see it. Right. It made no money. So I'm just saying I haven't seen a movie, but mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's good. I'm just going to throw it out there. It might be it might be good. I don't know. I, I didn't see it either. That's the thing. Like I didn't I was like, I don't really want to. I didn't really care. Yeah. You know, a little girl dreams, all that shit. I don't you know, <clears throat> like I appreciate that. But whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, bro. Um, damn, that's my train of thought. But OK, so, yeah, if the movie was if the movie was good, then it's good. Mm -hmm. And we're cheering her on because the movie's good. But after, okay, fuck that. Central Park 5. She did Central Park 5. I know mm -hmm. everybody's seen that shit. Yes. So if that shit wasn't good or she depicted those those five men wrongly in that film. And that's even, that's more because it's a true story as well. Right, yeah. right. So if she did that wrong and her 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 um contemporaries didn't like, yo, why, why'd you... Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That, that's an injustice. Correct. You know what I'm saying? You're enabling the... Exactly. Yeah. So you definitely should have stepped up and say what you got to say, which is what he did to that director. And it was a it was a joke. But at the end of the day, that is true. So that little part of the show that's in itself made me want to keep watching the show. Mm -hmm. And it took time to get to that point. It wasn't mm -hmm. the first episode. It wasn't even the second episode. It might have been like the... Fourth episode. There's a lot, a lot of shenanigans in between. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, they go. J Rock's performing, mm -hmm. and they go take him and him and Rashid. They go take Molly and their daughters there. And he's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" And blah blah blah. She's like, "What are you doing here? Are you high?" And she's like, "Are you high?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a lot of shenanigans in between. But it gets to some real shit that I feel like not only black people, not only creators, but like all people should watch it because it it got gems in there. Like he did it. He did, and he didn't do it tastefully either. Like he did it like I'm black as fuck. Like I'm a nigga, mm -hmm. and this is how this goes. You know what I'm saying? So I I definitely suggest everybody watching that. Yeah, he's real. a good writer though. Oh yeah, he's because he is a writer. Mm -hmm. So it's but um, yeah. I mean, I think it's important uh, beyond race in general. Like this is this can apply to your friends as well. Mm -hmm. Like just because you give a harsh criticism, you don't have to say it in a rude way, right? You don't have to do anything. You don't have to kill their dreams, but you can tell them like, this isn't it. Like, this is not what I am. Like, this is not. You're better than this. Because you want, you want, I want you to succeed, but I need, but I'm not going to lie to you 
because that's not going to help you get anywhere. Right. If you if you get yes men around you all lot your whole life, when you get told no, it's going to make no sense. Right. Everybody tells me it's been good, which a lot of a lot of people do put yes men around them. Oh yeah. So which is why you get half the stuff that happens. Right. Like albums get made like that. Right. Oh, this is fire. Right. It's really not. But, right. Um. So you got to go through those. You because it, it it means more if somebody close to you will tell you the truth mm-hmm. or somebody you respect because then you're like, oh, it must be true. Instead of some random person on Twitter being like, hey, this movie was fire or this album was trash. I'd be like, oh, okay. Right. But if my confidants, people I like work with and trust the process in, if they're like, yo, this, this song isn't it. Okay. They're probably right. Like Also though, with doing that, mm-hmm. you can't just say this isn't it. Right, right, it's right. It's either... Like, Ryan does this to me all the time. Correct, yes. I want to punch Ryan sometimes, mm-hmm. but I hear him out. Mm-hmm. Be like, yo, what you're saying is dope. That ain't the beat. That ain't the beat for that. Like, uh, that mm-hmm. beat, you could do something more with that beat or something is missing something. Or he'll be like, um, he ain't never told me the, rap, the raps were whack. But it's always something with the sonics of the song for him. So I listen to that. Now, me and Khalil, on the other hand, we have real, <laughs> we have real, like, tug of war with that because I'm like, bro, your musical palette should tell you why I did this the way it did. With Ryan, he's not that, he's into music, but he's not into it. But he, but it's also, they're two different people. Exactly. Different ideas of music. Yeah. Which is why it's important to get um, a, like a committee to give you some type of feedback. Right. Um, now, I do want to stress also with this, there is some times where you feel it in your soul. Like this is, this is what I want to do. Right. And sometimes you got to roll the dice on that. That's a fact. And it happens to a lot of people. That's people around me told us was trash, but then people loved it. Right. Like I'm sure this happened with plenty of filmmakers. Right. Artists. Plenty, plenty of artists. Yeah. Clothing designers. Like, like, like all that stuff. Like this yeah. is not going to work, but yeah. it worked. Or like people that come in the league, like they get drafted. Like Tom Brady was drafted damn near last in the draft. Right. Became the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. No he one gave that. him any second thought yeah. and when he first got drafted, but he, Blew it up. There happens to a lot of people. So sometimes yeah. you got to bet on yourself, and that's fine. Even Kobe, when his first like year or two in the league, it wasn't he wasn't Kobe Bryant. Dirk's first game was awful. Even Michael Jordan was like he was just Mike Jordan in North Carolina until he won that game, and then he became Michael Jordan. The yeah, and the big thing with him is he didn't make his high school varsity team. Right. Yeah. So right. like you have all these things where sometimes you just got to bet on yourself, but. Right. Is still important to accept fee- feedback is very important in general. That's right. a, in any capacity, creative or not. Like that's why we have you. Yeah, like, but it's also like, hey, did I cook for you tonight? Was that okay? Like, right? Nah, it's too much spice. Okay, I will make because I, I need to. If I'm cooking for you, I need to know your palate exactly. so I can make it right for you. That's I mean, why. in a relationship, this is what we do all the time. We have a conversation. Oh, I'm sorry, I won't do it. I. I didn't really pay attention to your feelings on this. Let right. me do this again. I'll do it better next time. That's why I love cooking. That's <clears throat> like the most honest. That's the most honest place to get feedback from. Yeah. Because yeah, either yeah. this shit is, there's, you know, there's different levels, but it's either good or bad. You can't, you know it's hard to fake the funk when eating food. Too. Yeah. So, your body reacts. So right. Like, yeah. You know, faces. You know, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love cooking. It's another, it's, 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 it's art. Cooking is another art. For, yeah. Yeah. Co- Cooking's also like unlimited. You could do whatever you want. Uh, There's so many possibilities. Um, And just so you know, I am white, but I do season my food. I just want you all to know that. Yeah, no, I put Dalton on the accent. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
He was already on the Lars, you know what I'm saying? We got the uh, yeah. I have I have more of like the salty, salty seasonings. I didn't know about the accent. That's like a, a flavor. Yeah, it, it basically it, what it does is accents literally accents yeah. the flavor. So you can sprinkle it. Does it doesn't taste like salt at all? At all. Um, so it's like sixty percent. I started mixing it in some stuff. Salt. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's fire. Uh, uh, as everybody who knows me knows, if there ain't no accent, I'm probably not gonna eat it. <laughs> but um. But yeah, the show's good. Another show, I mean, it's been out. I just started watching it. Uh, was that Gundam, the uh, Blood Orphans? Um, yeah. Show, and um, I know. How far did you get? I'm on. I'm pretty much. I'm going to go back seasons. and rewatch. Yeah, I'm going to go back and rewatch it. But I'm pretty much like somewhere in the middle of second two or season two, mm. because uh, that was just one show that I started watching, and as I yes. started crashing, like I just lost where I where I was. But um, it's so fucking good, man. First episode, my man Beast the General, or whatever, nigga come. He came to he came to they they side of the block, set tripping. And my nigga was like, nah, you don't get to leave. That one, um <clears throat> the cool thing about that one, it's okay, if people don't know, I mean if anime people don't if you're not an anime person like with Gundam, there's a lot of Gundam shows. Yeah. None of them are set in the same timeline. Right. They're all like different and set and, and like by themselves like they right. won't connect like so you don't have to watch mobile suit gundam from the 80s first so like you right. don't have to do that the, there's movies as well but basically they're all sporadic you're you're um there's always a kid pilot and some type of gundam and they fight like some kind of war war or the or other folks that's like trying to start a war or whatever right. so most of the time mobile suit gundam is all over the fucking place right like the the pacing is weird like it just kind of you just kind of throws you in some shit and you're like what is going on this show kind of like it kind of slows you slowly eases you into these things and like um chef's kiss it's probably the best written one by far right um, said the same thing one of the best animated ones as well surprisingly though the the best anim the Gundam best anime Gundam fights are in the kids series the ones that's like the Gundam builders and they have one that's like they go into like on the internet and they play digitally with uh -huh. Gundams and those fights are like clean as fuck like they're highly animated. Um, but this one, like I said, is a bit probably is probably the best written one um, because there's all the like real ass shit in it that real ass that shit pertains to today. Yeah. Um, and in that fight you were talking about, I really like that general character because he didn't want to fight the kids. Yeah. But he did it out of because he had to. Right. He, it was his duty. But. He he kind of let them. He was like, "Yeah, I don't want to do this. I can't kill you." So. And my nigga, he was like, "Look, I can't go back because I would have defeated and I disobeyed orders." Or no, he he didn't disobey orders. That was the other dude. But um, he's like, "I can't go back now that you beat me and I can't kill myself." Like, can you you know finish the job? And my nigga was like, "You don't have to say." He literally said, "You don't have to say anything else." He pulled out the gun and shot that thing. I was like, yo, this is the greatest shit. Yeah, and then I like the Gundam design on that one, too. They, oh, yeah. The, the Barbados. Yeah, yeah, that shit's fire. So everybody, every, the most iconic is probably Gundam Wing for Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for, yeah. like, design-wise. Yeah. Look, if you go back and rewatch Gundam Wing, the story's ass. Like it, Probably. It, it's No, it's it's bad. I haven't I rewatched it. It's yeah. it's all, it literally, the story makes no sense. It's on it's, Funimation, right? Uh, No, Crunchyroll. Okay, cool. It's all it's all over the place. The, the, sp the pacing makes no sense. Mm-hmm. The the characters are very very strange, but that's that's the product of the '90s though. The '90s yeah. shows were like this. Um, um, it was yeah that 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 and then uh, I mean it's just a good it's a good story like Dalton said and uh, the animation is dope. Is like your favorite Gundam well. though? 
Um, I, I think for nostalgic nostalgic purposes, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with Gundam Wing. Though I don't really remember anything other than they still had they had some really cool Gundams in that one though. Yeah, <gasps> other than when uh, the guy who was piloting the 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 wing mm-hmm. uh, self destructed it. Hero. Yeah, hero. Mm-hmm. That is his name. Yeah, hero. That like he self destructed the Gundam, and I just remember watching that on Toonami. Cause he was just flying out of that bitch like lifeless, but his eyes were wide open. Like after he self-destructed it, I was like, I was very upset because that was the coolest Gundam. It, it, it turned into a jet, and it was it, it just looked tight. The actual the, wing Gundam, yeah. yeah. The green, the green little centerpiece. Uh, to me, that was fire. But then I saw the the Barbado, Barbados, right? That's how you say it. Barbados, yeah. Barbados. I was like, okay, I can see the With inspiration. The Iron Club, yep. Because mm-hmm. black or red and white with the blue that became the synonymous color, yeah, 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 for like the main Gundam mm-hmm, character. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, tight. And then like he got the upgrade with the you know the shoulder pads and like the new weapons and shit. I was like, okay, that's tight. But I thought I I, I thought that the um you know when the uh, second season they had to like destroy that ancient Gundam that was like the bird or whatever. Okay, I thought that. They were gonna do some type of like com- combination type thing. Like mm-hmm. he was gonna be the only one to tame the that bird, but they ended up destroying it. So I don't. I mean, again, I didn't finish the season, so I don't know what's gonna happen. But um, yeah, then biscuit dying that was tough. Um, you're spoiling it. <laughs> that was season one. Still, you're still spoiling all right, all right, it. Like my if bad. To, my you bad. Get people to watch it, yeah, but they don't but know no, who biscuit is. Yeah, but. exactly. But <laughs> it's a good show. Y'all should definitely watch it, man. And it's, it's kids. They're literally kids, like four, twelve, from like. What like eight to like fifteen, sixteen, like living on a colony of Mars, yeah, yeah. No <laughs> parents, like it's just them, like trying to figure shit out, and like, and they're soldiers, you know. So it's that 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 that's great. Um, pretty yeah, this, much. This is my favorite Gundam design right here. Which one's that? You Gundam Unicorn. Oh yeah, is that the one that that's in Tokyo, right? Is yeah, it? they replaced it with the original one with this one, right? Because. Uh, it has like different modes. Like it turns green, red. And that's why I like it. Cause was it, that from which Gundam was that from? Gundam Unicorn. That, that's what it's called. Yeah. So cool. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I'm not, I wasn't sure. You know, I'm not. But is the actual unicorn one? Yeah. Um, another uh, like obscure anime that I loved for some reason. I mean, it's good, but it was fucking depressing. It was Big O. Yeah, that's a that's old school tsunami right there, bro. That shit. That's it was an eerie. It's eerie though. Yeah, it it's, it's very very short show. Yeah, but um, it's very eerie. Another mech mecha suit one. Yeah, um, I fuck with the mechas. the intro was crazy though. Yeah, everybody yeah. loves the intro. Yeah, that shit. Big O, big yeah. <laughs> he had the circle thing with the, doom, the doom, controllers doom. come to yeah. him. No, yeah. and he had the watch. Yeah, basically like Power Rangers. Yeah. I would say like Bruce Wayne meets Power Rangers. Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He had a butler. No, Big butler. O is very good though. I definitely yeah. recommend that one. Oh, fire. That's and super. the Android. Yeah. She was fire. The every that show's dope. It's very short though. You yeah. can you can burn through it real quick. Yeah, I need I need to go back and rewatch that because I still don't know what's going on with that bandage, man. <laughs> I still didn't figure that. Like while I was watching it as a kid, I, I could never figure out like what? Because everybody lost yeah, anyway, this is a good show. Good show. <laughs> But a lot it of was me, trending the other day. Yeah, because of something else. But this started trending because of the uh, big O. I think it's like a car thing or tires or some shit. But yeah, anyway, it's only thirteen episodes. Um, but there was a sequel, Big O Two. Was also thirteen episodes. Mm. I, I, uh, that's on Crunchyroll too. Uh, I don't think so, actually. Then if it's not, it got to be on Funimation. Uh, I actually think this show is on High Dive, actually. Mm. 
I gotta check that out. <laughs> um, lot of lot of new music came out this week. Man, um, <laughs> we got a Playboy Cardi song that was I didn't listen to it because Ryan was like it was alright, it wasn't nothing crazy. And Ryan's a big big Cardi fan, so if he don't suggest listening to it, I'm not gonna listen to it. The Drake snippet sounded cool. Um, not ninety three pain or something like that, or pain ninety three. I'm not sure, uh-huh. but um, the topic of today's music talks are only going to be focused around two albums, though. Um, <laughs> Pray for Paris and Division's new album. What's their new album called? Amuse in her feelings. Amuse in her feelings. Now Dalton listened to both. Yeah, I listened to a lot of shit. I oh well yeah yeah um Dalton listened to the two albums that we're talking about. Yeah. I just listened to Pray for Paris. So I'll let you start with the <laughs> with the muse and her feelings. How'd you feel about it? What which I love division by the way. I just I'm not in the R and B mood right now. You know, so Yeah, it's, that's definitely what it is. You be in a mood after it. It's that's what that's what I was gonna say. It's a mood. That's what like, you you text me that but I didn't reply. What like, do you mean by that? What what did you mean by that? It just has like its little feel like um because the title itself, the muse and her feelings, like you, it's all like, it's very sexy. It's very mm-hmm. like, yeah, um, in that Canada realm, you know, that right. OVO shit. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, they sampled Dead Presidents and made it to like a sexy song. Fucking crazy. Uh, like the Dead, like the yes. Jay-Z? Yes. Oh, wow. And then um, Nice and Slow. Yeah, you tell me about that one. Yeah, that's the one with the Snow Allegra between us. Yeah, all just... I mean, we already know the, the production's off off the charts with this yeah, one. Yeah, um, 1995. I like. I think this would this kind of can solidify them, really, as a group. Yeah, for sure. Like it's like it's a very good album. Um, I didn't skip any songs. How how'd you feel about the future <clears throat> joint? It was alright. I mean, it's future, man. I, all right. Future, go give me what future does. All right. Okay. I still. I mean, the song is perfectly fine though. Okay. Okay. So ten out of ten, recommend. Oh, I've been definitely recommended. I I couldn't give it like a rating yet because I only listened to it once. Right, but uh, I definitely recommend it. Okay, that's fine. Anything else in that? Was Drake on there? No. Okay. <gasps> was he on that last album? I don't think so. Let me check. I got it pulled up. Let's check. Their last album was Morning After. Yep. Which I liked. Does not have Drake on it. Okay. Okay. Nah. Uh, Winter had took me to. A show for Valentine's Day at uh, House of Blues, which said they had a DJ up there for like an hour and forty five. I guess this nigga just landed before he got uh, you know actually walked on the stage. We were in there for a minute. Um, you know, songs were cool. He had these little singers, which like I I remember telling you like his background singers are fucking phenomenal. And then the uh, yeah, and uh, you know I was only there for the uh, one song. Uh, that joint. Yeah. I can't sing right now. But um <laughs> Yeah, that shit's fire. But anyways, um drop a bomb for drop a bomb for Griselda, man. They're on fire right now. Benny, Conway, Westside. Uh, look, man. Um I don't fucking know, man. Like uh I put the album on and the skit from the skits to the you know what I'm saying, like the features, like while they bodied that uh what was that? French, French, French toast. French toast. Um, Tyler got some production on here. Uh, now all these. Sh- I mean, the the uh, what what was the other joint? Um, 
Jay Versace produced on here, which I, no, I don't think too many people. I didn't know he produced. Right. The um, what's the joint? Is this it? Yeah. I mean, did you just hear that though? It's already off the chart, off the chain. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. This, this shit song, right here. This is hard. Woo! But but but. All these songs are good. Don't get me. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but there's one in particular that Chris loses his mind on. Dog. Alchemist, by the way. Alchemist. Come on, nigga. That's Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs. Uh, uh, Rock Marciano. Uh huh. Man, it's that shit is. I, Hey man, job well done, man. I gotta clap for this nigga, man. Like <laughs> he's in the lane of his own. Like he's he's more like a a street swag rap nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean he had the that uh project series was like Hitler and Hermes, bro. Yeah. Come on now. Like, yeah, he um <laughs> he definitely carved out carved out a lane for himself. Yeah. Like, though, in my, you know, personal opinion, Benny's the better rapper out of the three. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy's the leader, though. He's the front man. He's the one that everybody sees, the one that everybody knows. Like, he's flashy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but the machine, though, Conway, he's he's cold in his own right. When I watched the interview with him that they did, or all three of them, they did with um, Rap Radar. Um, Conway said, I, I haven't wrote anything yet. Like, nothing. I've This is everything that you've heard I've freestyled. And um, I'm actually writing on my debut or whatever. So when I heard that, I was like, yo, I don't know. Because <laughs> that shit, like, he putting that shit together. Like, I mean, you could kind of tell that his style is, like, I'm thinking the lines as I go in a sense. But that's still scary because he's really good at that. So I just imagine if he's sitting there off, of, off, of, off, of, off, off some weed and it just writing to, like, fucking – Alchemist beats like this, right. shit, which which that just came out like last week. Mm-hmm. So that mean that gotta mean Benny it on the way. Has to be, uh, has to be, man. But uh, no, this album is like phenomenal. Like I told, like I like I like I told Dalton on the way here. Me and John, or did I say it's on the podcast too? No, you said in the car. Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, we was going to get some cigarettes or whatever. Me and John yesterday or last night, and I put that shit on. I was like, hey man, just 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 creep. Like don't even don't go above twenty miles per hour, nigga. Like we 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 looking for niggas. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know who niggas is. Like we see Corona, we might shoot that nigga. You understand? Like that's the type of vibe this shit put me in. You know what I'm saying? And it made me want to get fly. Cause I was doing was go about some cigarettes, but I throw on the Jordans and like little track pants and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like man, I'm in a vibe right now, nigga. But so yeah, that album is really really good. Uh, I uh, ten out of ten recommend. Um, <laughs> But no, nah, Griselda got this one joint, bro. Man, this. This shit right here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Come on, man. Griselda. Yeah. Come on, nigga. I need to get a girl to do my drop. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't know. I don't know what y'all niggas want, man. I, what, do you, what more could you want, bro? Like, 
me and Don was talking about on the way here, like other than Pusha T, Freddie Gibbs, like Griselda are the only niggas like rapping on shit like this. And it's so refreshing. Like, I don't want to program 808s all the time. Sometimes I just want to chop a loop. You know what I'm saying? And like, I want somebody to go crazy. But a lot, like you said, or like Mad Lib said, a lot of people don't know how to how to get on those beats because yeah. there's not, it's a loop. So you're just rapping on the same thing. like Because a lot of people are, Want something big? They yeah. want something theatrical. Yeah. They want all this extra shit. They nah, want you to. Nigga. They want you to jig in the club to it. Speaking of which, and I don't know how much the cap this was, and in my mind, I thought he was just talking about in Atlanta. Okay. But I'm not sure. But JD has started learning how to make beats in Brooklyn. Okay. Like when he went to Brooklyn, right? So he was like, I wanted to take Marvin Gaye's Trouble Man and loop it mm. back then, mm -hmm. but nobody was doing that. And so every time I tried to explain it to a producer to do it, they didn't. They was like, "Nah, if we gonna do this, we add in the the, the break beat." Right, 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 okay. That but time, I, the era, at yeah. that time, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, and Ti asked him like, after all these records you produce, why did you never go back and do Trouble Man? Now that you know how to do it, he's like, "I'm scared of it now because you you don't realize at that age, but that shit's great, and you shouldn't touch greatness like that." Mm. And he was like, even with the with the jump record he did for Crisscross, like that was a Jackson Five song, and um, you don't you don't touch that, you know what I'm saying? That's not a record you touch. That's Mike. But um, yeah. But anyways, I just thought that was an interesting thing because I feel that same way too. Like I'll never sample a Prince song, no matter how bad I want to sample. Like I will die for you. No one Prince samples Prince's songs. Yeah, can't do that. Like that's that's blasphemous. Also, because uh, he specifically said that he doesn't want that to happen either. Yeah, <clears throat> and um, man, but if there was a if there was a Prince record I would sample, it would definitely be "I Would Die for You." I would figure out some type of way to flip that shit yeah. because <laughs> I love that fucking song, bro, with every fiber of my being. But um, no, nah, Griselda's hard, bro, and um. Like Freddie, like like Freddie Gibbs, Pusha T, like those. Oh, and uh, Earl, I keep forgetting about Earl. Yeah, don't, uh, don't, the, don't ever leave Earl. Out. Yeah, the Feet of Clay <laughs> album or whatever. Like, yeah. love that album. Um, there's a joint on there specifically. I always go to. Uh, I hope I remember the name though. Um, it got <gasps> it got this one. Oh, it's the last song. Love this shit. And this one too. Like, next album might just be loops after I put out the, the joint we're working on now. Because I, I need that energy. Yeah, that'd be tight. I would be all in on that. For I just sure. want to talk my shit, man. Sometimes shit. you just want to fucking rap, bro. Yeah. And I don't want to try to make Fuck a concept. Of, this yeah. is fucking rap, bro. Yeah. Just an album full of raps. I'll, I'll probably work on that's that. What this, that's what this was like. That album was. Yeah, but. It was just fly shit. Like, yeah. And it was it was well done, too. Like. Because on, it's hard to make an album like that. Yeah. And you just be so cohesive and like you want to listen to everything. Because you got to think, he's rapping on loops, essentially. A couple beats here Correct. and there, but they're right. loops and. To the untrained ear, yeah, that's boring. You know what I'm saying? But it flows so well. It flows so well, and bro. Then, see, but I, that's the type of shit I used to like more than anything, which right. is rap shit, like right, like the na 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 na. Like that's that's why I like Cameron so much. Yeah, um, he just rap. 
and, and he but he would do it in a funny ass way. Yeah. Gucci Louie, Pui Louie, yeah. all that shit. But droopy, droopy. but he but he would literally just be rapping though. Mm-hmm. Joel's did the same thing. Oh, Joel's was way Joel yeah. Joel's was like for some he was the youngest. I guess I guess that's why. He was the hungriest uh-huh. and he was more aggressive. Like he was like, hey, yo, I hang with a gang of gangs who hang it bang, animals yeah. orangutan. I was yeah, no, I, I when you see me, when they when I got tagged in that mixtape series thing, I was like, Backlog Cook Crack has to be on here. That sh- that series was insane, bro. Like them niggas, like people, Wells, pe- people often like ask like who was the most influ- influential like crew at, at that at that time, and no, not the hottest because we know G Unit had yeah, all this other shit. That's not what yeah, we're yeah. The influential though, mm-hmm. like I mean, sh- they got Wayne rapping different, and Wayne's the best rapper alive. So like, and that- he, he's. Ben said that Jewel's kind of like schooled him. Well, like, like that's who kind of like was like, oh, I want to yeah get up here. Yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Jewel's was a different animal and the same beast. Um, <laughs> facts. I mean, because this is what this is what Wayne was able to do for me when he when he Wayne had a Wayne got on the Dipset Anthem beat like on the mixtape series. Yep. But his first like four bars started off like Joel's did. So I was like, man, what the fuck is this? And then I was like, okay, because I was aware, you know, obviously I watched the videos and I was aware of Dipset, but I wasn't like a student of Dipset until mm. Wayne like started doing the bape and all yeah, that yeah. shit. So I went back and I just realized like, okay, now this makes sense why I can't feel my face is a moment because it's almost like, in a weird way, it's almost like student and I teacher. I wish that would have really came out, though. Or teacher and student. But then, you know, Wayne only started rapping like that because of them. But he's almost doing it better than them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. He definitely elevated it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, no, nah, that was a special, special time, bro. Like, I really, yeah, I wanted that, too. I really wanted that. But I'm pretty sure Baby found a way to fuck that up. Like, they fucked up that T. Wayne shit. Because that T. Wayne shit... Would have been nuts, bananas, great, especially if 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 Pusha T A and R did. I mean, not Pusha T. I'm sorry, uh, T Pain. Mm-hmm. If T Pain would have A and R did, it was just like, all right, Wayne, I got the hook, I got the song idea, just lay your verse and let him do it like that. We still be talking about that album to this day <laughs> because Pusha T's. I mean, I keep saying Pusha T. Pusha T probably talking about me right now. Uh, <laughs> T-Pain um, ears for, like, beats is highly underrated. I'm not talking about the songs that, you know, Khaled told him to do the hook on or Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. I'm talking about his songs. Mm-hmm. I can't, can't believe it. That beat is fire. Uh, Buy You a Drink, fire. In Love with a Stripper, fire. Like, um... That five o'clock in the morning beat ain't that bad. You know what I'm saying? Even though it was, you know, it wasn't that bad though. And uh, I'm Sprung was fire. So I'm like, this nigga's ear is great. And at that time, you know, come on, man. They would have, no. Can you find that I Can't Feel My Face song with Wayne and Jewels? On YouTube, perhaps? I will search. I just want to hear them go back and forth (laughs) for like at least 20 seconds. Du, 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 du. Wait, this? Not this. No, the yeah. I, I can't feel my face. That was um, I think it's called I can't feel my face. It was uh, 
the uh, I know what you're talking about. Bad side. I'll know it when I hear it. I just I just remember, I just remember I can't feel my face. No, was it, was, the, it was bad side. Okay. Step into the bad side. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let me see. I don't think this is it. I promise you it is. <laughs> nah, because they, they would go four bars, four bars, four bars. This is it? Oh, yeah, I thought it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I can't feel my face. Let's do it. If he don't run, he gets scratched. And when it comes to the floss thing, I'm on that old school Harlem shit, that rich pork thing. Yeah. I gave him that. Oh, that's ain't it, though. Now it's time I remember the song. It was like. So, the, what happened on the song, the beat would change when Wayne would rap. It would go back and forth, and then the beat would change when Wayne rap. Oh, I do know. He but, said, my, I got ice on my wrist, I put my wrist in the bowl. Because, you know, I don't remember the name of the song. It was on a mixtape I had. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, let me show you how to cook that crack. No, no, that's on Joel's oh, album. That's not. Okay. I know. That's what Jeezy. Yeah, no. I'm telling you. Because that be switch. Yeah, but no. This, this was like they would go four bars each. Let me see, man. Let me. I'm trying to pull up mixtape. I'll tell you. <laughs> nah, but they had some shit. Oh, I know that that song was hard. I remember that one. Was it rewind? I don't. I don't remember the name of the song, Chris. We're not. We're not. You know what I'm saying? Sonic don't uh, pay our bills up here. Don't get no free promo. Okay. Nah. <laughs> Rep my hood, hot shit, bloody Mary. Which bloody Mary was fired too. I think I think it might literally be called, be called "I Can't Feel My Face." Oh, I'll type that in, and that was not nigga. I money on my mind. Make that hot shit, high definition. Get the bread. Get at these niggas. Clockwork, bonafide hustler. Nick Boogie. Birds flying high. We'll we'll find it in the car. I'm not gonna make you spin off. <laughs> I think that's what it's called though. I, I I found it on YouTube, but I I I can't play it on my end. What's it called? I can't feel my face, but I don't know if this is the real thing. Cause that, that's it's on a mixtape too. It's the intro. It's called I Can't Feel My Face. But you you know it could not be it as well. I'll find it in the car. Don't worry. All right. <clears throat> but nah. Uh, they had some shit. They had some <laughs> shit. No, I think Zach was probably in. I'm trying to think because Wayne ha, Wayne flipped this shrimp line in two different occasions. But I knew he had he had the song with Yo Gotti when he was like, "I'm a Mac Mac a put put pimp." I yep spit out shrimp. 
And then the money to be made, best believe a nigga about it. Oh, I sound like a quarterback. I said, I pitched it to her. Jeez, tell my bitch to go shopping. She buy herself some clothes and she brought me back to chopper. She think I'm trying to kick it, but no, I don't play soccer. I'm all about my cake. I'm trying to marry Betty Crocker. Package on the way and know my whip. I got a bitch in the back, got a hoe in the front, one sniffing the smack, uh, the smoking the blunt. Yeah, that's the song that Zach was obsessed with in like sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Like, no reason you should know these lyrics. <laughs> but, but he does. It's probably like turned out the way he did now. Uh, but um, yeah, so we talked about that. What else? What else did. Uh, what else did we got to talk about? Because I. I lost uh, the little Wayne shit. Got you me off? off my yeah. You think my smell shit? Oh got well, me off, got me off my one too. Since we're in a quarantine, how mm -hmm. about we do this? Okay. If let's do two things. Mm -hmm. What albums do you should people listen to if they haven't before in a quarantine? Mm -hmm. And second, if if during the quarantine you can only pick five albums to listen to. And you had to stick with those five albums until the quarantine was over. Which would you pick? <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> okay, the smart thing to do is find one of your favorite albums for like from like the mid two thousands, because those albums were like thirty five songs. So you you know just pick one you love. Like late registration would probably be a good one, or um, college dropout because they're like a lot well, of songs the, on the there. people don't have this restriction I'm talking about it for me and you oh well, I'm saying we could tell them if you haven't listened to this album listen to this album while you're in quarantine um, a good quarantine album that's interesting because to be honest I heard that uh, music streams have been down like 30% since all this shit like people aren't listening to music right now uh, for whatever reason well 30% but that's a lot I know it's not like you know, but it's a lot. Um, Everybody's watching movies instead. Yeah, you know, people staying in the house. Um, man, it's a, it's literally a fact. People, most people listen to music while driving. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, or working gym. Yeah. So mm. all those things have been taken away from a lot of people. An uh, album I've listened to on quarantine. I'm not gonna lie. It's gonna probably be. Man on the Moon, too. Yeah. Because it, it's going to get me there. Mm -hmm. And I got a lot of different things to choose from. Now, if I had, um, you know, Kanye was supposed to be on the original uh, Lost in the the, uh, the Mood. He was supposed to be on that originally. I don't mm. know why they took him off. But um, or was it Wild Because I'm Young? I think it was Wild Because I'm Young. No, I was it the Was it the Mood? Lost in the motherfucking moon. I think it was. I, it was either Wallet because I'm young or the mood. I'm not sure, but um, I would definitely. Uh, I would run. Uh, I would run. Man on the moon too. Back. Speaking of which, um, and okay. So in the album, I su I would suggest people to listen to. Mm -hmm. If you haven't heard it. If you haven't heard it, um, man, that's deep. Mm -hmm. Um. Man, that's that's crazy. I don't know. Bahamin, I don't know shit. Bahamin, you <laughs> let the dogs out. Um, man, an album. Uh, let me let me see. We oh, we literally let, just listened to it in the car. I don't know why. Oh, what Freddie Gibbs? No. Oh, Grisel. Uh, 
No. Oh, uh, God, if it's, uh, the, uh, uh, hell, I have no fury yeah. by the clips. Yeah. Go listen to that. Please. But I was probably going to say some like obscure, like I was probably going to say like Elton John's greatest hits or something. That'd be a good one. Yeah. You know, cause you, then you'd be in, it would be all over the place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, emotional. any, any greatest hits albums, a cheat code though. That's why I was like, that's yeah. probably the only other thing I would suggest because you get a taste of everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, what would Kanye's greatest hits album sounds like? That's another thing about Kanye. I don't think people realize he didn't have hits. His songs just affected the pulse of the culture. But as far as hits, I think his biggest hit was Gold Digger. Mm, we could probably check on that. I'm I'm pretty sure it was Gold Digger. Pretty sure. Cause you got to think, Jamie just got off of doing Ray. They did the song together. Came out like. No, I I definitely think Gold Digger is probably Kanye's biggest like com- commercial success song. Mm, I'll look it up while you're talking. I'll look it up. I'll find it up. But um, it can't be uh, either that or Jesus Walks. It, it's one of those two for sure. Those are probably his biggest songs. But you gotta think how many Kanye songs do you actually know, and why you know those songs? Because the nigga knows how to make music. Mm-hmm. But as far as the hits go. His attempts at making hits, they didn't resonate with radio because that's not what was going on with radio at the time. But at the time, Gold Digger worked. The hook and the beat was infectious, even though he hates that song. He said so himself. But that song, that sample chopped. Y'all on that. Now that's a loop. <laughs> he threw some drums on. And that shit was fire. Loop God. I'm finna start. Yeah. When this, when this, yeah. When Kanye it. said 83 songs reached the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, out of th- those 83 tracks, four have hit number one, 15 have reached the top 10, and 41 have made it to the top 40. What are the four? I'm getting there. Oh. <laughs> Gold Digger, Jesus Walks, uh, m- maybe four or five seconds. And no, uh, Gold Digger is number one. It was on the. It was number one for ten weeks. Yeah, I knew that. Um, second is E. T. Katy Perry. I forgot Kanye. about that. Yeah, it was number one for five weeks. Stronger, also yes, was only number one for one week. But <laughs> made number one. Heartless peaked at number two. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Knock You Down, peaked at number three. Forgot about that as well. Slow Jams was uh, was number one for one week. See how they hoeing, my man? <laughs> Run This Town, number two. Uh, in Paris, only peaked at number five. Niggas in Paris. What? Yeah. But look how big that song was in the world, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, they didn't, they don't. This one, fu- this one's going to mess you up. Good Life peaked number seven. That's crazy. Yeah. And that should have been, that had the T-Pain stimulus pack. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That should have went straight through the roof. Mer- Mercy peaked at number 13. I could see that, though. that Because Kanye's verse and there's a lot going on. I could see that. I could see that. All the Lights peaked at number 18. Also another song that had a lot going on. I understand. <laughs> yeah, those are the top 20. But yeah, you're right. Go Diggers is biggest song. This is biggest. Come on, man. I got one. But, bro, 
when we were working on the first album before I put out You Must Save Me For A Joke, the one we started here, mm-hmm. that's the only song I was trying to make, like beat-wise, in, in different variations. But I needed to find a loop that did this with the grunts and shit. Uh-huh. That's why that Alchemist beat is so crazy to me yeah. because of those grunts. Like, the grunt, it's something about grunts on the song that is yeah, like, yeah. On a on a sample, but you but you can't do Otis because Otis is Otis now. You can't do like funky drummer or something because that shit's been done. You're trying to find the ones that have not been done. Now, no ID challenging Kanye to do something with Otis is probably the greatest hip hop achievement in the last twenty years to me. Because everybody knows this song. Nobody thought nobody thought that like nobody thought about that and, right. and I was like yo that shit is crazy but um Otis should have been up there too to be honest that should have wasn't even top 20 yeah that's crazy but um yeah I don't know man it'll probably it'll, it'll, it'll definitely be like some I don't know that shit crazy I need to find grunts. Like somebody send me some <laughs> grunt grunts. Pack. The, the 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 old samples with the grunts, man. Because if I would have made all oh, this nigga, we'd own this building. <laughs> oh God, I would found out how to get it to the people I know to get it to. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy. Hit boy gave niggas in Paris to push a T. I I get it because of the older shit he did with Pharrell. I can see why he thought that was a good fit. But they weren't finna do niggas in Paris without Kanye, man. And Jay-Z. Jay-Z did his thing on there, too. But that was a Kanye song. But that was still a, that was a moment, though. That was a moment, nigga. You have to start that song over every time. Yeah. Whoa, so, uh, it was synonymous with that album, man. Yep. Which I remember somebody who was, it was Guru. He was like, man, you know why Watch the Throne is so great? And I was like, why? Why is it so great? It's because you got oldest and niggas and parents on the same album yeah. <laughs> like you got two totally different things but it still works mm-hmm. and i was just like this nigga got a point like this nigga spitting you know what i'm saying <laughs> like, Vegeta. Like, yeah this nigga's fitting <laughs> that shit that album is really like oh th- that's my album if you haven't heard it which oh, well, you know, go. okay okay well, then we can just jump into the uh your five albums that one's gonna be on your five albums that you would take with you for a quarantine oh watch mm-hmm. the throne um could take all Kanye albums. You said what? You could take all the Kanye albums. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Watch the Throne, Man on the Moon Two, Get Rich or Die Trying, mm. um, Blueprint Three. Like pretty much my same list. Blueprint Three, okay. No, don't get me started on Blueprint Three, bro. No, I love it too. I'm just saying, interesting. Out of, the out of all his yeah. albums, yeah. But I'm saying, like, for your top five, you're just gonna put the for taking with you to a quarantine. Listen, yeah, yeah. Blue, uh, Blueprint because it's albums that you can listen to over and over again. Yeah, I can listen to that album over and over again. Minus New York, that song was played out. Yeah, that was it though. I mean, I, I and because there's Alicia Keys on it, I know how you feel. I, <laughs> yeah, uh, she's cool as a person, but I don't like her as a singer anymore. You told me this, I, John Legend. Still, her out, first album's amazing. Cool as a singer, I don't like her as a person. Like it was reversed for both of them. They both had great first albums. Oh, no, facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, songs in A minor. Come on, man. Come on, man. Then the first time niggas realized Alicia Keys got ass. You remember that? I think she was performing at, like, the BET Awards or the Grammys. And she, like, stood up on the piano and shit. 
And I was like, whoa. First time I re- realized was smoking aces. No, nah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I think this was before. It was, but I'm saying that was when I solidified it. No, it was after smoking aces. Because you had that this like. No, nah, yeah. All black, huh? Yeah. Yeah, man. So you got to pick one more. Um, get Richard Dodd trying Blueprint Three, Man on Moon Two, Watch the Throne, Watch the Throne. Uh, I'm gonna take it. Man, this is pretty much the same list I posted, but yeah, I'll put Wolf on there. Cool. All yeah, right. yeah. Those albums will get me through anything. Um. But for, before you start, I just want to go back to Blueprint 3 right quick. <laughs> I think it's criminally underrated. Yeah. And, I mean, because he, he m- minus New York, that's a perfect album to me. Minus New York. I just think it got Jay in a dip. And the only reason why I say minus New York is because, like you said, it got played out. But I think that album was perfect, and it was Jay-Z stepping into another world it wasn't like his normal type of beat now don't get me wrong because you got you got uh you got um you got timberland on there pharrell kanye uh you know no id and i just think kanye executive producing that album was probably because when um when uh DOA drivers like I don't even I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Because once again, Jay Z found a way to disrupt what was going on in the world at that time, and um, he did it again with the the wait American Gangster came first or Blueprint Three? It was Blueprint Three then American Gangster. No, it was American Gangster then Blueprint Three. Mm -hmm, Because it went Kingdom Come, American Gangster, Blueprint Three. Huh. Okay. He he was able to disrupt what was going on with American Gangster and Blueprint 3 and 444. I think those were like the three biggest moments later in his career. Well, 444 was personal. We never yeah. peeled back the curtain so much on, right. on Jay-Z before. Right. Um, but I think that's the point of Blueprint albums, to be honest with you. They all were... Because like Blueprint 1, everybody was like, oh, shit. Okay. Because people hail that album so much. Yeah, then Blueprint yeah. 2 was way different than Blueprint 1. Yeah. It's all Pharrell and Bounce and yeah. all this stuff. You were like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then I think that's the point of his Blueprint albums. It's kind of changed. The Blueprint of what's going on. Yeah, oh, like yeah, that's, I name. think that's the point of his. And then I agree. It was kind of, it was definitely the most, other than Blueprint 2, it was definitely the, the he was definitely shifting into the millennium. Yeah, um, sonically. Yeah. Because the way he, like, I mean, you got J. Cole's first feature was on there. Yeah. You got a young Drake on there. Yep. Which, to throw it back, I understand Wale's um, gripe about that situation because he was signed to Rock Nation at the time mm-hmm. and he's not on Blueprint 3, where Blueprint 3 was like you showcasing the guys. Cuddy was on there. The new school was on J. there. J. Cole was on there. Yeah, Drake, like you said. And I feel Wale. Wale <clears throat> could have definitely. Wale could have now. Everybody says that um, J Cole killed Wale on that uh, on Wale's song on that first on album. Def- on ten- attention deficit, yeah, yeah, which he did. Dog, that that verse but is hard. Yeah, I feel like Wale would have Wale would have 
Wale would have probably he. I think Wale would have shined on that Kanye beat that day. I think he would have. I think on the stars born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have definitely got off on there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's nowhere near as good as he is now. Back then, Wale. I mean, I mean, everybody gets better with time. But I really think he would have had a point to prove. And I, I feel like I feel like Ho dropped the ball on that one. He could have definitely put Wale on somewhere on that album, bro. Mm-hmm. I think it would have worked, and it would have helped Wale's career. Cause being on a Jay Z album, and Jay Z, who's who's Jay, Jay Z is who he is in the culture. I th- I feel like that's why we trusted that Cole's album would be okay, or it was a part of the reason. If you if you weren't familiar with the warm ups and all that, you know Friday Night Lights, I think that gave you a reason to trust J Cole would be a okay. Drake a okay, Cuddy a okay, but Wale was like he got he had to fight for everything he. He he got. He still does, honestly. And he still does. And not for nothing, if we really keeping in a book, outside of Drake at times, because Drake's hit or miss with like making like the radio song, like the singles. I like him. Wale is the single king. Like every single Wale's ever put out has been great. He hasn't missed. Like as far as like the first song he's putting out on the album to get everybody excited. Mm-hmm. Like the Paul Dancer joint with Meg. He snatched Meg up quick. That's a great song. It might have been slept on, but it's a great song. The Matrimony song with Usher, Jake One. Lotus Flower Bomb. Lotus Come on, man. Like, you know, and not for nothing, I fucked with Pretty Girls. Especially since no, we pretty were, girls is hard. We was fucking with Chaz now in the DC and the Go Go and Gucci. And Gucci made I fucked with that. Shit's hard, bro. And I fucked with the lady Gaga joint because I knew what he was trying to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like Wale, out of that tier, he's the most underrated. And I really feel like versus J Cole. I, I again, you know what my issue with J Cole is production. Yeah. So I kind of have an issue with Wale too, though. Really. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I listen to his albums all the way. Right, 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 right. Some and of it, it, some of it, none of his shit like really kind of like blows my mind. Yeah, I get um, that. Um, I think where the, the the only reason I think J Cole gets kind of like because he makes his own beats, mm-hmm. but most of the time, sometimes he doesn't. Yeah, there, he, he started stepping out more. Um, but I think I think the reason he did that more when he was younger is because. That's what he was comfortable doing. Right. He didn't really know how to rap on other people. Didn't ju- jump on it. Now he's kind of doing it more. But also, I think he was doing it because he's like he knows what he wanted to do. He's like, I don't. I. I I'm making this. That's so how he made songs. Like he make right. the beat. I want to rap to that one. Right. Um. That's kind of. It's usually people do it reverse. Like they kind of like will dip into production a little bit. But he did it like he produced first, then started rapping on his own beats. Right. That's probably how he got to where he was at. And you know. I don't think no one's get like Wally's never got the critical acclaim J Cole's got because of the kind of like the career path J Cole had. Nobody co-signed him. Yeah, so we're Cole, all, we're, Cuddy had Kanye, Cole had Hove, Drake had Wayne. Mm-hmm. Wale was signed to Hove, but Hove never really. And then even when he got signed to MMG, he still was kind of like the outcast. Yeah, because that was still a weird signing to his yeah, day. Yeah, it is. That um, is uh, Stolly. That was the that was the weirdest one. Yeah. Um. But. But and also, I think J Cole was um. Like the first album, he cracked under pressure. That's all it was. It was a label thing. Yeah. Like they were there was he said it on 
I let Nas down. Let the I let Nas down song. Like he was so pressured about making hits, he didn't think about the end result. Like he was in the mixtapes where he was just making the, the raps he wanted. Because Friday Night Lights is fucking impeccable. Right. The warm up is impeccable. Like those are the raps we wanted. Right. You got you got glimpses of it, like God's gift and shit like that. You got glimpses of it, but it kind of was just like it sounded like a mass produced album. But that's why Born Sinner hit harder than the other ones because yeah. he made the album he wanted to make. Yeah. Which then brought us to Forest Hill Drive and right. everybody was like, yo, this shit's yeah. crazy. His, probably his best album. Yeah, and he also shortened it like because yeah. these albums were a little bit on the longer sides. He, yeah. he condensed it and it, and it kind of played. And that's kind of where... And then J. Cole wraps his ass off. So like, you know, that's where... Every time. And, and he's more... I think his raps are more visible. Like I can like... See it, yeah. Picture and then like, I don't have to like... I get his bars. I don't have to decipher him. Wale tries to do all this poetic shit. Yeah. And he's not as relatable, honestly. And a lot of people are turned off by his personality. Yeah. Um, Which he's, 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 his person because he's better now. Though. Yeah. But when he went in that realm, he literally would gripe about, yeah. he, he literally got new tiff with kid Cuddy, who was like his man's. Yeah. And that, that, that was a bad, I did not like to see that. That really hurt my feelings to see that. Yeah. Because like, I, I, they came up together and then like to see the tiff just because of some fucking stupid shit. Yeah. Then the Meek Mill shit. Which was, that was me being sensitive. Though. Yeah. It, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like all that stuff. But he also like, but he got mad, he, but he's also one of the ones that we were talking about earlier who gets mad at criticism Yeah. because he thinks he's making masterpieces in his mind. But, As he should. Correct. But when he, when people are like, like for instance, what, what is that album? Um, the one that no one likes. Um, it was after Ambition. The one. Gifted? The Gifted? That was the one after. Where, where like he had the statue, his head on his Yeah, statue. that was The Gifted. Yeah. Fucking hate that album. Yeah. It's awful. It And then he got pissed because Juicy J outsold him for the album. He's like, you telling me Juicy J made a be better album than me? I'm here to tell you, Wale. Yes, he did. <laughs> um, Have you heard Stay Trippy? No. That's that album is phenomenal. And he got Juicy J on that album. Yeah. So it was crazy. I'm, I'm looking through the but rotation. Wally's never made an album to me. I don't know about you. He's never made an album to me that's like fully complete. This was cool. It wasn't all that, but it was cool. But do you do you have a Wally album you're like, this one's amazing from top to bottom? I like I liked his first album. No, I like Attention Deficit. Um, but But the thing was... I those songs were already pretty much all out, right. so I heard a lot of those songs. Right. Like there wasn't much new on that album, so Ambition was like the first one that was kind of like, here's a full. And he was signed to MMG. Yeah, this is time. like a full thing, and then it kind of was a little underwhelming. It had Lotus Flower Bomb on it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, there's some, there's definitely some joints in there, but I, I don't think he's ever made an album that's like been acclaimed as these other artists have had. The focus joint that beat was trash though, but. Um, but I mean, he makes his money. Yeah. Um, I can't believe this album is on Spotify, and I'm not getting a check. That's crazy. <laughs> Just being honest, that, that was that's, a little tempting. Hey. But, uh, You're not the only one. Remember the uh, ASAP Fur producer? Not seeing none of that money. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, what's that joint? He uh, <clears throat> this I used to listen to this shit on repeat. That's amazing. Repeat. I'm mad it's not a real Rihanna feature, but... Yeah. 
No, this this song's hard. I used to let shit on repeat. What am I <laughs> yeah. for? Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I think... But that's... I think that's what happened, man, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, but again, I, I just feel like if... Uh, he had that big bro. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. That helps because you know. But anyways, what 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 are your two albums? Or the, two, yeah, the, right? Or five. five, and then the one you suggest people listen to. That's what I meant, like the two categories, rather. Um, for quarantine, the what I recommend you listen to. Um, any roots album, to be honest. That's a good one. That'll get you through, uh, especially Illadelph Half Life. That's the that's, that's the third album. That's chain. That's on things fall apart, but that's a that's a good song though. Erica Badu, <laughs> any any roots album, but uh, my my five that I would bring with me until like like I that I would have to listen to until I can listen to music again. Uh, Devil Late Registration, right? Easy for me. I could let that just ride. It just completes itself. To Pimp a Butterfly for sure will be on there for me because mm. that album has a lot of length to it. Yeah, and I it and uh, I I could let that play all day, mm-hmm. make my day go by. Um, let's see. Uh, what else would I pick? Um, uh, I might have to go T.I. Urban Legend. Uh, just so I can get get excited for a little bit. Yeah, uh, I dig that. I dig that. Yeah, uh, might have to do that one because it's the whole album just hits. That whole that literally doesn't stop. But. That's literally the album that <laughs> made people. Yeah, like his first album was I'm Serious, but he should have named Urban Legend I'm Serious because that's yep. what niggas start taking him serious. motivation, bro. Better get on your job. Tell him. Nah, I used to play Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. With this song on repeat. Anytime I'm in the car. ASAP. ASAP. I just play it off my stereo and drive on like I'm cruising through said Andreas. Bro, he has so much sauce rapping on his album. Yeah. I don't think he's ever got back to like that. Because King, he was solidified already. But this one was like, he was like, I'm not playing no more. I'm about to. I'm going to shine on you, sucker. Man. (laughs) Get your shit together. Braun Panic. Braun Panic, man. Get your shit together. This shit was fire. Yeah. <laughs> Urban legend, bro. So, which leads me into my... I'm going to do another Atlanta one. Get loose. <laughs> Nelly. <laughs> Jazzy. Fizzle, fizzle, fizzle. Um... But my fourth, will, don't lie. If it, if I'm just stuck with it, I'm gonna do Young Dro Best Thanks Smoking. <laughs> Cause I can shoulder lean ninety times. I don't give a fuck. Okay, I have to, if, if I'm stuck with it, I'm listening to Young Dro Best Thanks Smoking, for that's, sure. That's crazy. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Because <laughs> at that time, I'm not. I'm sorry. Forgive me. No, fuck that. Young Dro was the best rapper out at that time, bro. Bro, do you did you? He was basically two chains. He was two chains before two chains. Yeah, duh. Because yeah. the trigonometry. Who says trigonometry in a rap? Yeah. Young Dro does. Yep. Man, have you heard Rubber Band Banks, bro? 
Jackie Chan. Ooh, boy. Fuckers Jackie Chan. Hey, nah, son, for real. Trey, back up off me, son. Done Tell him about that Jackie Chan though. Tell him about that Jackie Chan though. Jackie Chan, nigga. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. But yeah, come on, man. Golly. This one I thought this one I knew. This nigga can hold his own against Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> against Jay Z. That's why I knew it. Bar for bar, it's gonna be Jay Z gonna have a long day. <laughs> Let me get to the shit, man. That that third verse. I know that's your shit. My feet so amphibian. This third verse is the greatest thing rap has ever gotten. You're welcome. <laughs> Rubber man bass, the greatest. In the A A R. Chief like an idiot, freaks like a Caribbean. My feet are amphibian. Look, look, look. If I wasn't at my Annie, at my Annie May house, may God rest his soul, I would have broke something when I heard yes. that. When I see the video, yes. I would have broke something, nigga. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, this nigga said his feet. He chief like an idiot, freaks is Caribbean. Uh-huh. His feet is it fit? Drop a bomb for y'all, drop bro. <laughs> What? I had, I had to put it on there, bro. Shoulder, shoulder lean's on there too, bro, man. Shoulder, come on, don't, man. That, that, that's, I need that if I'm stuck in a quarantine. I need this type of energy. Anybody can do this. Come on, man. Anybody. Bro, that nigga. Dro, I'm clean in this bitch. And I'm better show the lean in this bitch. All right. I lean to get lit. I take breath. The opposite. All right. No lie. My last one. It might be a little obscure. Um, but uh, I'm I'm gonna have to go with that Sara album, their first album. Oh wow! Yeah, you put me on. Yeah. The reason being is. The vibe of that shit is so damn smooth. Like mm-hmm. I can listen. I like that would be helpful in a quarantine for me. Yeah, I can see that. If you never listen to it, it's called the Hollywood Recordings. They were obscure signing. They were part of good music in the early days, but no one really knew who they were. Yeah, they were in the. Uh, they were in the Everybody video. Correct. Fosbury Bentley, and then Taz Arnold career. was in the group. Yeah, who most people know from Tisa, the clothing line. Yeah. Um. So. Anyway, um, the album is great. It's and then it had Ty Dolla Sign on it before he was Ty Dolla Sign. He was called. He was a part of a group called Ty and Corey, and he's on a bunch of their songs. That whole album, it just has Erica Badu on it. Has Jay Dilla on there. Wow, it's fucking crazy. Just just listen to it. Trust me. But it, it's a it's a good quarantine album for sure for sure. And that's my five. And I to throw it back to that King album, that Ti King album. I was living in uh, Mississippi at the time, and I missed my bus home. Now, virtually, it's not that far, you know, because it's a bunch of blocks. Just walk back down to the bottom. Literally, I just realized it's brown bottom because it's at the bottom of the hill. But anyways, um, I learned that whole verse for top back on that walk home. Like I just kept repeating it in my head. <laughs> and if I fucked up a word, I start all over again. Running back. And run it, and in my head, no music. I have no Walkman, no CD, none of it. I just... Uh, uh, pill and a half with my partner, you know, trope of it good in my soul. Food, no folks. I was like, 
I gotta learn it. Like I don't know. It was just a song that got me through that walk. It was the first time I ever walked in that neighborhood alone. And I'm glad that I'm here to tell y'all a story about it because Brown Bottom this they don't they don't play like that. <laughs> it's actually crazy. It seems like every time we go there, like nothing bad happens. Like there's no killings, there's no nothing. But it's like the week before we get there or after we leave. Yeah, somebody just got shot up the hill. Da 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 da. Like, and it's like, and I and I and I know I came in here and said this, but it's just shit just baffles me. Like, I was like, yo, you don't have like, cause my everybody knows everybody in that neighborhood, right? Like, some way, shape, form, or fashion. Your parents grew up with their parents or their grandma. No, your grandma is that. Like, that's just how I go. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, cause when she told me that, I was like, you don't got no like PTSD from this shit. Like, you don't like. She's like, no. <laughs> like, this is every day. Like, it's, it yeah, is it's what normal. it is. It's normal. Yeah. That shit's crazy, fam. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. Like, it's one thing, you know, natural causes or disease or whatever. But these niggas you literally talked to last night and they just walked up the street and got into it with somebody and they got shot. Like, it's crazy. The one story she told me uh, last time I went was the craziest shit I ever heard. I don't want to repeat it. It's fucking yeah, crazy. Tell me off air. Yeah, I'll tell you off air. But it's uh, literally cra- it's crazy, bro. But anyways, um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. That King album, Ti, Young Dro, that little era music. I mean, like I said, Jeezy. What put a out, fun time. Not a care in the world, bro. Really, bro. We got snap music too, and didn't give a fuck. Didn't give a fuck. We rolled right into that shit. Right bro. into it. Dog, I I went back and listened to Lean with a Rock with it. That song is fucking hard, bro. Hard, yeah, it's it's hard as fuck. Oh yeah, no, nah, yeah, that's one of the best snap music. Duh, songs. it literally was like the I, I, the diff, the dude from the franchise boys name Buddy, I think was his rap name. Uh huh. He could rap, bro. Yeah, I was like, was he really rapping on this bitch? <laughs> I was so surprised. Like, <laughs> you'll you'll be surprised with those like yeah one one hit wonders. What like Jody Breeze? God, Jody Breeze is so fucking hard. Though. But the thing was. See, Diddy fucked Fran. Bad Boy South was terrible. This Diddy, is good. but this why Diddy fucked them up. And it's always it's. I see why I I know like Jay Z and Diddy really compete, and it's shit that we'll never know about. I know a lot of people might know that Jay Electronica was supposed to sign a Bad Boy mm-hmm. first. Okay, same thing with Jeezy. Jeezy yeah. either had the Bad Boy deal or the Dev Jam deal, and he went with the Dev Jam deal. So smart move on his part, honestly. Very smart. Even though and not to be in a group either. He, he very kept, smart decision. He kept the lights on uh for Dev Jam a few years though, outside of Kanye and Two Chains. Yeah, they were they were they were the, the cover was bare yeah, for a while. For very they had bare. their they had their their go to guys. Yeah, yeah Justin days. Bieber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh which I don't think Justin Bieber was out at that time. He he definitely wasn't. But um which by the way, drop a bomb for Ludacris. I think the smartest decision he ever made was getting on that baby song for like his pockets, not like mm-hmm. rapping for his pockets. Cause that song was, that song was it's huge and dream wrote it. Drop a bomb for dream. But dream has a lot of shit. Well, dream got a lot of shit, Fuck. but that baby record it's like, it's one of those duh records. Like just say baby a bunch of times. It's going to, it's going to work. Yeah, and he he could play it safe because it was a kid's song. Yeah. So he, he didn't have to do him crazy. He didn't have to rap his F. It just yep. was like, oh, Ludacris is on it. Yeah. So it, it made people our age listen to it. And yeah. then the younger crowd listen to it. Exactly. Genius. But um, what was you talking about before that? Oh, yeah. So, okay. 
Jeezy did the bad boy deal with Block Entertainment and the 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 uh, Boys in the Hood shit, right? But I guess I'm I'm assuming he finessed a one album deal because he was out of the group after that. And I do remember Boys in the Hood coming back out, but I think that replaced Jeezy with Gorilla Zoe. And then Gorilla Zoe went uh, solo and did Yeah, because that Boys in the Hood album came out. Yeah. The first one. The first came, one yeah. did, yeah. So I think after that, because I, I don't know if you know this, but I Jody Breeze started dissing Jeezy like hard. Like on mixtapes. No, no, they were pissed, bro. Yeah, they were yeah. very pissed because yeah. they essentially he fucked their money up. Correct. Because Jeezy was the star of the group, and mm-hmm. without a star, it's like okay. And then he, because he went on to be huge. Yeah, and they were kind of just stuck. So I mean, but if you go back and listen to Jody Breeze, I mean, yeah, he was like rapping like he had a point to prove, and uh, I just you know wish I think, but I think Jody Breeze ended up doing something like had like a little small deal with Jazzy Faye after that. Yeah, he did a song with that dude from Boy, uh, making the band Chopper. He had a song with him. Yeah, I think I, I, I saw him sprinkled. Jazzy, I saw him yeah. sprinkled around, but yeah. never was like, "Oh, that's Jody Breeze." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah no, never happened never, like that. Never, yeah. never like that. But no, nah, when Jeezy came out, that boy was hotter than bacon grease, man. Like, I I could definitely understand because you got second album. His first album was huge, huge because like, all right, bro. I already told you my 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 validity for that that first album. And uh, mixtape, but um, the, when I look, the very first song on TM one hundred and one <laughs> gets you right into the shit. Yeah, it's uh, come on, man. Oh, this is the anniversary. Hold up, just. But look, he said, <laughs> in the kitchen. Cockroaches everywhere. Yeah. Now I'm in the kitchen. Marble floor everywhere. Damn. God, man. <laughs> I felt that shit. God damn. This B2. Shotty Red, man. Dog, him too. My God. They used to run Atlanta. Gotta believe. Oh, you know what? I disrespect. I, I gotta put this in my quarantine list. I forgot this. <laughs> Bro. So this listen listen to the this is this is what's gonna end the show right here. Hit the kitchen lights, cockroaches everywhere. Hit the kitchen lights, marble floors everywhere. Bruh, hold on. I'm the truth. Oh. This joint. No, you. Chris used to play this all the time in my car. Bruh. <laughs> He would ask to play this all the time. This is the greatest shit ever. <laughs> I'm the realest nigga in it. Y'all already know. Got trapped for the year four times in a row. What they get? Powders. Then you gotta go. You got you got go crazy. That was a moment. Yeah. But then you have to. This one we ended it with. Huge. I forgot he comes out so strong.
stack my flow. And then what? And then what? This shit was still ride to date, bruh. This whole album, bro. Jeezy was the blueprint, man. That's why I get frustrated when niggas be like Gucci man over G. I had a conversation with Blaze about this. I was like, look, I know I understand why people love Gucci man. I, I get it, mm-hmm. but you cannot take away what Jeezy did, no, bro. Not at all. Like this nigga, Gucci, real street shit. He was a hood A and R. A hood A and R boss. I know why everybody love him, but bro, Jeezy. <laughs> Bruh, Jeezy, like these albums that they were, him and Shoddy Red were crafting, what Toomp was doing with them. His first three albums are awesome. Arguably, that remember what I said? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Arguably the greatest three album run any artist has had. You can put him there. He's, I, he's, I ain't mad at you. He's definitely in the top five. He might not be number one, but he's in it. You got it because you got to put mention, Ye, You got to mention it. You got Kendrick. You got to put Jeezy. You got to put, I mean, Three for their first three albums. I mean, but I'm putting Jay Z in there too. I'll put Jay Z too, but I just know that that first album at the time you going against. Look at everybody you going against at that time, and you're new, so it's like I don't know. Like, Who? Um, you talking about Jay Z or Jeezy? Jay Z, because you know his first album. He even said it like, yeah, I mean, yeah, Nas and shit out. Yeah, yeah. like you don't. Like, Biggie was the, yeah. They didn't really appreciate it till the second one came out. So I switched it up, got the real you know, stage. The nigga told you on Hard Knock but, Life. Yeah, but the, I forgot what dude told, but the dude told him to slow it down on the next album. Because he, Jay-Z's rap fast. Yeah. He oh, was, yeah. He, yeah. That's, that's kind of where he but got da, 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 swagger. Da, 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 yeah. Da, 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 he, but yeah. that's where he got a swagger was volume one. Whoever told that nigga to slow volume it down. Volume two is Hard Knock Life. Yeah. But even, but since he didn't do it anymore, mm-hmm. it was so refreshing to hear him. On um, Marcy Me. Yes. Because you think, man, this nigga, what? He was like 48 at the time, 47, 48. This nigga still rapping like this. <laughs> like it's, Hang on, stop. Like, because you got to think. I know LL Cool J came out way before him, but they're probably around the same age, right? LL Cool J never rapped anywhere near as good. Not even close. As Jay-Z. Not but even LL close. Cool J had his own thing. <laughs> he was a sex symbol, made the girl records. He made Headsprung, which I love. I love. I know a lot of people don't like that song. But I love that. They call me big. I love that shit. Come on, man. But you just got to think. Even Nas not. Nas has sprinkles of it. Like he has glimmers of him. Still, but Nas has a pocket. If you if you try to take it out of his pocket, yeah. it's gonna be weird. A lot of people didn't like that hero song with him and Carrie Hilson. Either. I don't like it. I, I think it's the beat, Carrie. It, it was inspirational. It, it didn't. I did. It didn't need to be a Nas record. Is my nah. point. It could have been just a Carrie Hilson record. I would've been fine with that. No, nah, that be needed a rap feature. Maybe not Nas though. No, not Nas. Rich boy. Nah, not even Rich boy. I, I'm. I, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna come home. I'm gonna go home. Come back. Figure out who else could have been on that hero okay. record besides Nas. All right. Because that wasn't a good fit. But Carrie doing what Carrie did. Carrie and Polo and Timberland were perfect, bro. See, we're going through a whole different thing. I'm we, sorry, we yeah, up. we don't, we don't, we good. I'm sorry, it was just our thing. But bring, yeah. yeah, but Jay Z, Marcy, me, man, like you know, that's when he brought that shit back, and it's just incredible to hear that. And LL being around the same age, Nas being around the same age, like none of these niggas can. The only other nigga I feel like that could rap at that age and we would appreciate it is Diddy. In a rap, because Diddy, because we know Diddy wasn't Diddy, not like that. So Diddy gonna be Diddy. He not gonna try to come and drop knowledge on niggas. Right. He gonna come. He co- he gonna come Diddy the, the party shit up. records. Yeah, 
So I, I mean, mean Snoop Dogg's still rapping too, don't forget. But Snoop Dogg fell off. Yeah, but I mean he's still rapping. Yeah, he's still rapping. And Snoop, he'll always be Snoop Dogg. Yeah, he'll always be Snoop. Like I'll, I'll I'll always tune in. You can't make me not tune in. Yeah. But um, if you do another if you do another album with Pharrell, please, like, please, like, like the like the RNG was it? Yeah, Rhythm and Gangster. Please give me another one. If he please. if they do that now at this age, I think it will make it. It made sense at that time, but it'll make a lot more sense now that he's chill. Please, relaxed, I, please make Rhythm and Gangster too. That would be a, that's what I'm in the show with. Please make Rhythm and Gangster too. I love that album. Bring love, Charlie back. Album. Bring Justin back. All that shit. Yeah, I want it. Yeah, yeah, facts. But uh, we'll be back next week with some more hot fire. Yes, sir. Uh, by the way, put Wildin' out on Netflix. Like all the seasons up until now. Like put it out. We need they, that. They ain't trying to pay Nick Cannon. Because <laughs> they're going to have to cut that nigga motherfucking bag. <laughs> okay, that's my last thought. Nick Cannon is a true G, bro. He He's a great businessman. Oh, no. That motherfucker makes bread. People think he's corny, but... Fine, his pockets ain't no. And he out here, he's he's like he he got to be like top three on that sniper list too, because he married Mariah Carey. He was with Christina Milian. Think he fucked with the chick from Pussycat Dolls, probably. Uh, uh, who's the other chick? And this is what we know about. Yeah, imagine the stuff we don't know about. Come on, man. Come on. Now. Oh, but yeah, wilding out, please. Yeah, because <laughs> that I, I I had to watch some clips the other day with with Cat on there. When Cat was on there. That was a lawless time. Kevin Hart and all them, lawless time. Oh, my God, nigga. Like, yo, yeah, bring that shit. And that nigga that I always used to say, I spit hot fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, bring that shit back. And the white boy that was dancing, bring that Mikey shit Day, back. Yeah. yeah, bring that shit back, man. Bring that shit back. All right, man. Well, we'll see you next week. Hey, yo, Jeff. Hey, yo, Jeff. <laughs> hey, yo, Jeff. <laughs> bring that shit back, fam. Come on, bring it. Come on, Netflix. I guarantee niggas is tuned in. All right, that's it, Chris. Yeah, let's go. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.